0: that's you today would you just lift your hand you say I just need to see it I just need to see it Lord we thank you today there are people who need miracles today people who need a touch from God they need to know God said yes God said yes the word of God is true my situation is not greater and more powerful than the word of God even when I can't feel it In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you today, the word that we're sharing right now in this church, sealing and visibility unlimited. That means no matter what we see, no matter what we feel, no matter what we think, there is a God who sees better than we see there's a God who knows better than we know but the word says in first Corinthians Lord that by the Holy Ghost by the Spirit of God I have not seen ear has not heard what God has prepared for those who love him but the Spirit of God the Holy Spirit of God will show us and today I believe in this place you are showing people what they need to know in Jesus name in Jesus name Father, we thank you. We give you praise this morning. Let your words be the words that you would have me speak. Let the the voice of the Holy Spirit speak individually to each person here today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Give God praise this morning. Amen. You know, sometimes it's like, aren't we done yet? Aren't we done yet? Aren't we done yet? That's about the time the Lord's ready to show up. We may be done, but I don't think he is. Amen. And I have learned in my life sometimes when I wait and just wait and just keep worshiping, there is a a sense of the Holy Spirit that comes that changes my life, changes my perspective, (laughs) changes my belief system in that situation. And I believe we're facing a lot of things right now that look impossible, even in our nation, in our homes, in our families. But God isn't done yet. Turn to your neighbors. He can show himself strong. He can show himself strong. Let's let's uh, say our confession and then I want to share this word with you. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Amen. You can be seated. Yeah. Give God praise. Um, I just feel to share this with you. Uh, Sue O'Brien got a test last night for COVID and it was positive. Um, The devil is not coming up in here. Amen. She is healed by the stripes. Jesus. She has absolutely no symptoms. So I believe that report could be wrong just as much as it could be right. But this is the important thing. Everybody say this. We do not have a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. There are going to be reports of COVID. There are going to be reports of the flu. There are going to be reports of all kinds of things. But we believe the word of God, and that's what we stand on. And so I do encourage all of you to be led By the Holy Spirit right now. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Know who to talk to. Know who to go do things with. Know when to put your mask on. Know when to take it off. Listen, a mask is not going to stop the anointing of God coming out your mouth. You might sound a little muffled when you say it, but the anointing can go past that. Amen? You know, I think we can get so caught up in our righteousness of what we, you know, what's right and what's not right and wrong that we miss the whole plan of God. And God is ready to do amazing things right now. Just like Kelly was saying in her offering message, ceiling and visibility unlimited to the body of Christ. Amen. We see differently than the world sees. We get to see what God sees. And uh, we just pray for you, Candice. Is your baby due this week or next week? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, stretch your hands out toward Candace. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this new life. We thank you, Lord, that he's going to come right on time. He's going to come uh, very peacefully, and she's going to have an amazing delivery. And this little boy will give glory to God all the days of his life. He will be whole head to toe. And, uh, and so we pray for JC too. She's going to be induced this week. We're having babies. Amen. <laughs> Woohoo! Father, we thank you for her baby girl in Shiloh, in Jesus' name. We thank you that she will come quickly, that J.C.'s doing all right this morning. Reuben's back there on guard. If he flies out of here, we'll all know what happened. Father, we thank you for this new life, and we thank you that uh, you're blessing this family with another little girl that will just um, be a joy to them, and she will love Jesus all the days of her life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Well, we're talking about ceiling and visibility unlimited, and today we're going to talk about barrier breakers. Uh, you know, there are always barriers that we run into in our life, different ones, different times, different seasons, but um, I said last week, I lived by Bunker Hill Air Force Base, and the jets that would come out of there, you know, they would break that barrier of sound, and everything could rattle sometimes if it was close by where we lived, and uh, so I, I know what that's. That sounds like that barrier. But last week I was talking, I think, with Mark Hassett after service, and he said, you know, they, I've heard this say said that when people break a, bar- bar- uh, a barrier or a, a record, uh, like in track or in basketball, any sporting event, uh, it seems like once somebody breaks it, then everybody breaks it. Right, yeah. It just opens the door and everybody comes through after it. And so I believe God wants to break some barriers and then we're all going to have to be ready to go through. Everybody say we're going through. We're we're gonna we're gonna participate in what God's getting ready to do. And it says in Ephesians one, uh, we're gonna look at that scripture in seventeen or fifteen. Therefore, I also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Those two things are very important. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. This is Paul. And we're just going to read a few of these scriptures. But it says that the Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Then we have that. So the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. How many of you would like your understanding to be enlightened to a few things right now? How many of you know in raising children, you'd like to have the eyes of your understanding enlightened about what makes this one tick? I mean, you know, where did we get these genes from and how to deal with it? Well, God wants to enlighten us in all arenas in everyday life that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And we're going to end here. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints we have an inheritance the bible says we're joint heirs with jesus and i'm telling you there's nothing lacking in the kingdom of heaven today and because we've been translated into that realm then there's nothing lacking in our lives so sealing and visibility are unlimited and last week i shared from an article that i had read where uh, president bush the hw bush uh in, in his time in the military was a pilot and when they would take off off the uh, p- the boats in the Pacific, they didn't have the technology we have today. How many of you cannot believe how quickly things have changed? You know, I remember, now this will really date me, but you all know how old I am anyway. We used to pick up the phone and somebody would be talking. And you had to get off and wait because you had the party line you know and nobody even knows what a party line my kids don't even i don't even think they know what a regular old telephone looks like my grandkids but you know things change times times do change and, and as we're looking at this world and the things that are going on around us the technology back then this was war and so they would just take off off of that uh carrier and they would just their their ceiling and visibility unlimited were the words they wanted to hear and so it became an acronym C-A-V-U, C-A-V-U. That meant we don't have to be concerned. We can take off and we are going to be able to do what we need to do today. Uh, I believe God wants believers to live that way every day. We wake up and we know this is what I can do today because I have wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? That's I understand everything I have in Jesus. I understand I have healing. I understand that I have forgiveness if i make a mistake you know there's so many people today who the, the barrier of unforgiveness is holding them captive and they're not breaking through that barrier they're just locked behind it because they know what they did and because they know what they did they don't believe they can they, they can forgive themselves you know how e- how easy is it to forgive other people but when it comes to you then you think you know i shouldn't have done i should do that better So there's all kinds of barriers that people face. And I was thinking, number one barrier that's been broken is the barrier Jesus broke. In Matthew 27, 51, when it says, the veil was rent. You know, I didn't ever know what that meant when I was growing up in the church. Uh, Nobody ever talked about the presence of God going beyond the veil uh, and the old covenant. I didn't even know what covenant was. And so I didn't understand What Jesus did when he died on Calvary opened the door. He broke the barrier between God and man. In other words, when it says now in Hebrews chapter 4 that we can go boldly into the throne room and receive the grace we need or the help we need in our time of trouble, that's because Jesus was a barrier breaker. That's what his father sent him to do. And, you know, from the Garden of Eden, when that when that garden was shut off to mankind because of Adam and Eve's sin, nobody, nobody could stand in the presence of God because of sin. But Jesus took our sin, and so he broke the barrier. So when it says in Matthew, the last few chapters where it says, it is finished, you know, when Jesus was on the cross and said it is finished, what he was saying was, that the barrier was no longer there. It is finished. I have broken the barrier. And now, anybody who belongs to Jesus, come on in. Isn't that good news? You know, that's kind of what sometimes at the keys, that's where God really ministered in my life, was just sitting, playing the keys, and worshiping. You know, uh, I think Pastor Dan said it earlier praise breaks down barriers. It's Psalm 149. It says, when you are praising God, you are tearing down the enemy's kingdom. But how many of us feel like praising God when the barrier comes up? But that's the best time to practice breaking barriers is to begin to praise God. Because what happens is you get into his presence. God inhabits the praises of his people. And so what you're doing is taking advantage of the barrier that Jesus broke on Calvary. You know, I think we have in a lot of places, a very weak church because they do not have wisdom and revelation knowledge in Jesus Christ, in who he is, in who they are. And we have become barrier breakers because of the power that lives inside of us. And I know in my life, I, I, I would like to have known that like several years ago. How many of you would like to have known that several years ago? Um, we need for the body of Christ to wake up and realize the potential that we have. We can break the barriers of the enemy that exists against us in our homes, in our nation. Drugs are not greater than Jesus. That barrier has been broken. We go right up in there, and we command the devil to get out. And so, you know, but if you don't have revelation of that, and you're looking at that barrier every day, you begin to think the barrier is greater than who you are, unless you have wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the way you get that is going in beyond that barrier. It says that our anchor holds, Hebrews 6, our anchor holds beyond the, why does it say that? Every bit of our security, our protection, and everything we have is guaranteed by the anchor, what Jesus did when he broke the barrier, and it's all beyond the veil. What's that mean? It's in the presence of God. Everybody say, that's where I need to live. And, you know, you don't have to wait till Sunday when you come in here. You know, God will inhabit your praises going down the street, you know, and it really helps if you know you've got the presence of God with you in some of the situations we face today. I was looking at numbers. You know, that's, that's a, um, a barrier. Well, actually, I'm going to tell you two stories. You know, giants are big. Giants are giants. Um, I, this week in prayer, we were praying in here, and uh, we were praying about the election, but we were also praying for our president. We're praying for our vice president. How many of you know ha- he had a real go around this week? And they attack him because of his beliefs. Why do they do that? Because the devil doesn't like it. Amen? Forget Kamala. The devil doesn't like that somebody would say on national television, I'm a believer. And I am a pro-life believer. And boldly state that, you know, he hit a barrier. He hit the barrier. But I'm telling you, God promises that if we keep speaking, that barrier will come down. Amen. And so thank, thank God he did that. But, um, you know, we, we have to be determined that we're going to go through. And God makes promises. I, I had to sing that song this morning. You know, I won't stop because God made a promise. And I'm not going to stop now. I'm not going to give up now. And when the children of Israel, I read last week how they had been promised from Genesis all the way to when they went in the promised land with Joshua. They had been promised over and over. I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to give you this land. You know, the Lord said to me, I'm going to give you a husband. And look, I got one. And so, you know, God, God is a promise. He's a promise keeper. You know, and he said, the Lord said to me, he will love you like I would love you if I were there. And Bill is like that with me. So I know that God keeps his promises. And so when you hear God make a promise, like, I mean, I have pages. Don't get the big head, honey. (laughs) That'll probably come down a little later. Okay, here we go. Deuteronomy. Here's here's one. Deuteronomy 11.9. Uh, that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swore to give your fathers to them and their descendants. Everybody say descendants. See this these promises you have, these promises that God has made us are not just for us. They go down line. You know I'm 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 blessed and rewarded by my parents and and the promises God made them and they believed. And my grandmother who started a church way back there when nobody was starting churches, especially a woman, you know, I wish they'd get over that woman thing, but I can't go to preaching on that today, right, you get me started, that'll be really a message. They might be coming after your pastor, but you know, uh, God said there's no difference between male and female, Jew or Greek. This is about the spirit of God, not a person, and so when they were promised this, they were promised so many times, and finally, You all know the story, but in Numbers, I mean, they had a chance to break the barrier and go in. All of those people who came out of Egypt, they watched miracles after miracle in getting out of Egypt over there in Goshen where they lived. And nothing touched them. But the Egyptians were really fighting a battle over there with, with the things that God was doing to them. But it didn't happen to them. They had seen miracles, 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 miracles. And so they finally get to this land. God says... To Moses, send in the spies. Let them look at the land. And this is what they're supposed to see. This is what Moses said. Go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like. Whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many. You know, he's saying you need to see what's going on. I know a lot of Christians who as soon as it gets to be battle time, they're going home. Call me when it's over. You know, I'll be praying for you. They're not going to be praying for you. They're home sitting in fear and doubt and unbelief. And so he's, he tells them, you go look at all this. Whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they're inhabited are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forests forest there or not, be of good courage. Everybody say good courage. good courage. So they're getting instructions on how to go in through this barrier of, of giants, of enemies that are going to resist them. And so they go and they return in verse 25 after 40 days. And uh, and so when they came back, uh, they, then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows. In other words, by golly, God, you're right. It flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. They brought back fruit, proof that it was a land that produced good things. But then he said, uh, nevertheless, everybody say nevertheless. Now this is where even in the body of Christ, I think we go wrong. We start describing the barrier rather than the stuff that God told us and promised us because they did say what God promised was really true. And it says, nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw descendants of Anak there. Those are giants. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Morites, a bunch ofites are there. And then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Well, let us go up at once. That's a different voice. Uh, that's that's kind of like, I believe, what we're hearing today in Washington from our president when he says, Don't let COVID be your enemy, we can overcome. And they say he doesn't even care. Look at that. Well, I tell you, if they don't like that, they're really not going to like us. Because we got a whole lot more to say about COVID. Amen. They're they're not saying the right thing. And they're accusing God. I wouldn't want to do that. And I'll tell you at the end of this, I believe God's about to rise up. And show some people just what it is. Amen. Okay, well so this is this they've got themselves in a big mess now with their nevertheless. And so quieted, as Caleb quieted the people and he says, Let's go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, Well, we're not able to go up against these people. They're stronger than we. What happened? They took their eyes off the promise and the promiser. Could I say this? Romans one says That in the last days, people will become worshipers of creation instead of the creator. We are there. Trees, birds, flies, I don't know, whatever. You know, they said that fly landed on our vice president's head because he's of the devil. I thought, listen, Beelzebub landed over there, and I'm telling you, he had no right to be there. He's an antagonist, and that's just a work of the enemy against him. Not because he is I thought of Jesus when he said, You think I do you're saying I do these works by the devil. The devil he can't be a house divided or it'll fall. I'm telling you, when when Pence says he's a Christian, that man isn't saying it because he's vice president. You go read the books about his whole life. His whole life. And so, you know, when people begin to attack who you are as a Christian, the word says, Don't be concerned about it. Because it's against him, not us. It's against him in us. That's really a good sign. You are identified with the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. They can say that about me every day. Okay, so now we got these guys and they're all in trouble. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. Do you know in uh, verse 14 at the end of it, it was called an evil report. Any report that's not the report of God is evil. And it's from the devil. The devil. There there they saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, and and they said, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so were we in their sight. Well, did anybody ask somebody? How do they know that's what they were in their sight? The devil just lies. He lies, he accuses, and he gets us in a position where we believe what he says more than we believe what God says. I believe that day is about done. They did not break the barrier. And they retreated. You know, they, they, they retreated. But God, you know, God finished that retreat. They None of them got to go to the promised land. I don't want to miss my opportunity. I don't want the church to miss the opportunity. And I believe just because it's bad doesn't mean that we're not going to win. We've already been told it's going to get bad, and we do win. Did you get that? We already know it's going to get bad. It's going to get dark, but we're going to shine brighter because we are barrier breakers. We have a ceiling and visibility that is unlimited, and it's not, it's not bound by an election. We have what God says we're going to have, and we need to start saying that. We are going to have what God says we have for this nation. Now, the opposite of that is, is David when he encountered a giant. You know, when he encountered the giant in First Samuel, his his report was a little bit different. Now, Caleb and Joshua did give the good report, and they are the only two that got to go in the promised land ultimately. We all know that story if you've read and you've been here very long because my husband talks about that story all the time. But uh, David was a shepherd boy at this point in his life. He's still out in the fields with the sheep. He gets, he gets tangled up with a giant, not even because... God said, but when he sees the giant, he's got a whole lot to say. I believe we see a lot of giants today and we need to start saying the right thing. You know, uh, when I talked to Sue last night, she was so surprised that that test came back. She goes, you know, I'm kind of in shock because I don't feel bad at all. And, uh, and so, you know, what, what the president has said about even COVID, he, there were opportunities. It can get bad. People do pass away, and they go to heaven. But does that mean it changes the report of God? No. No. Nothing changes the report of God. We may not be able to understand it, but it does not change the report. And as far as I can tell, in Isaiah 53, when it talks about Jesus and that he's going to die for for us, he's going to take stripes on his back for sickness and disease, the first verse of that chapter says, whose report will you believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. Oh, whose report? Do you remember when we used to sing that one? That was when I was younger, could dance longer. I can't do that that long. But we had Gary Staggs over there just a wailing on the guitar. You know, he's probably up in heaven doing that today. Well, whose report are we going to believe when we get in a bad position? We're going to believe God's report. And if anybody had the COVID, they'd be do, do well to believe God's report. At that point and begin to speak the word over their life and so as i looked at uh, first samuel uh you know i loved this chapter because i face a lot of giants you know we faced a lot of giants in the years we've had this church and right now we're facing a giant out there at the trails but i'm not moved by that it's not people it's giants they're giants that want to distract and try to take you off of what god said Uh, We haven't said a lot about it, but we're still working on this. But more importantly, God is working on this on our behalf. Remember when I sang sang the song Waiting on You? Well, that week I kept hearing that over and over, and I thought, oh, this isn't going to go like I thought. God's already telling me, waiting on you, (laughs) patiently waiting. He always gives me a heads up. Unfortunately, I didn't like that song so much. I'd rather say, you know, going over to the other side or something. But But when God speaks, then you have confidence that God knows where you are. And so if he says, just wait, then you wait. Waiting is difficult. But, you know, when David encountered this giant, he wasn't moved at all by this giant. Uh, In fact, he had a good report because he had faced giants. You know, I I believe in the body of Christ we may uh, have a little bit harder time this time facing the giant because this giant's gotten so big. Because we didn't encounter the giant way back there. If you take the giant out, you know, in the beginning, like the lion and the bear that David took out. So when he got to the giant, he said, who's this uncircumcised Philistine who's defying the armies of the living God? He didn't say Saul's boys. He said the armies of the living God. That's the same way it is right now in our nation. Who is defying the army of the living God? God is alive today. And so we know that God is going to take care of us. Stretch your hands out toward Mike. Father, we thank you for Mike. We thank you, Lord, that he is healed by the stripes of Jesus. And the weapons of the enemy are are not going to tear him down in Jesus' name. He is strong in the Lord and the power of your might. Lord, show Mike. Show Mike what what is happening. Show Mike. Show Mike what to do. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. So this giant, when he encountered this giant, uh, if if we read it in chapter 17, it says, your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. He understood who he was fighting. He wasn't fighting people. He wasn't fighting uh, that giant. He was fighting something that was defying the Lord God. How many of you had some things that the, you know? How many of you know abortion is going against the things of God? So when we talk about abortion, it's not about people. We can't minister to people if we see people as the problem. We minister to people because God loves them. But we we face the problem and we address the problem with the word of God. And we're not attacking people. We're attacking the power and principality that's controlling the people. And so that's exactly what he did. Uh, Saul tried to put armor on him that wasn't his. I believe we can only break barriers out of our own experiences. You know, sometimes we try to do what other people walk in faith to do. And and we think, well, I can do that, too. Well, I can't do what I've seen some people of faith do that I've walked with. I'm not there yet. Is there something wrong with that? No. It says we go from glory to glory. We have to walk our own faith walk. David knew because of the things he'd already done. He was experienced in dealing with the devil in dealing with giants. And so by the end, the Philistine says to David, you come to me and I'll, I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beast of the field. But that wasn't the way it happened. It says, David says, well, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord with my slingshot and my few, few smooth stones. But uh, I am going to take your head. And that's exactly what he did. That's how foolish you may feel. But the person that you're defending is God. So he will be the one who will take care of it for you. You know, um, I have a video I want to play real quick, and I'm, I'm getting away with my time. But, you know, everybody comes to a time where they face giants. And I read this in my leadership Bible this week. It was Winston Churchill. He says, there comes a special moment in everyone's life, a moment for which that person was born. That special opportunity when he seizes it will fulfill his mission, a mission for which he is uniquely qualified. In that moment, he finds greatness, and it is his finest hour. You know, there's barriers that get broken that produce things that we would have never dreamed, that one man can say at the right time, or woman, and it changes everything for eternity. And this is Ronald Reagan, when he spoke to Gorbachev, and uh, I want you to watch this.
1: Now the Soviets themselves may in a limited way Can you be coming to little, understand yeah. the turn. importance of freedom. We hear much from Moscow about a new policy of reform and openness. Some political prisoners have been released. Certain foreign news broadcasts are no longer being jammed. Some economic enterprises have been permitted to operate with greater freedom from state control. Are these the beginnings? of profound changes in the Soviet state, or are they token gestures intended to raise false hopes in the West or to strengthen the Soviet system without changing it? We welcome change and openness, for we believe that freedom and security go together, that the advance of human liberty. The advance of human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. There is one sign the Soviets can make that would be unmistakable, that would advance dramatically the cause of freedom and peace. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, Come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, Mr. Gorbachev, teared down this wall.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah, give God praise because, see, we know that part of it. We know that part of it. But, but God was going to do something phenomenal. Those people had been held captive from knowing anything. They had to be underground to do church or anything. So many unsafe people. When he said that, Four years later, that was in 87, four years later, our pastor in Tulsa started going to Russia. And he went every 18 months. Thousands of people. They rented a huge, huge facility. It was totally empty. They were ready. It was they gotten in there. And the people started coming up out of the subways from all over and filled that entire place. And when he gave the altar call, they rushed to the front of that place this is what it says having traveled to eastern europe once a month for the past 18 months pastor billy joe doherty could the most frequent flyers he did this and it says his trips to eastern europe can be physically demanding we leave on monday get there on tuesday i preach wednesday through friday and leave friday afternoon to get back to tulsa by saturday in time for sunday services he never missed a church service When asked how he finds energy to make the monthly trips, he says, you pray. And then it goes on. This is a real excitement among the church members. He said, we have a calling to reach beyond the shores of America to share the gospel. The kingdom of God is bigger than America, and God loves all the people of the world. He and that church representatives have distributed more than 2.5 million pieces of literature, including copies of his book, This New Life translated into Russian amen now we were there in 95 we were there 98 99 and we were in in Saint Petersburg about 2001 and I'm telling you we do not want socialism in this nation now I'm going to say this and I'm really if you're watching online this is not a political thing but I have been there and the people walk with their head down they couldn't even look up They wouldn't look up. They wouldn't make eye contact with you. They had been so oppressed for so long. We cannot let that spirit get into the United States of America. And we need to be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. And we need to understand what we're facing right now. This is more than a presidential election. This is good versus evil. And there is a barrier that has got to be torn down. And it's going to be torn down by the church. I don't know how God's going to do it. When we were in prayer, I saw this giant. And the other morning I said, I just see a giant. But it's like God is about to do something to manifest himself in our presence, in the presence of the world. You know, he is not going to just sit by and let that oppressive spirit take this nation. He makes a way of escape. And you know what I saw? I started trying to tell him. I said, it's this. It's this movie, something about a guy he's tied down to the ground. I don't know who he is. And blah, 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 blah. Well, in the end, it was Gulliver in Gulliver's Travels. And this is what it looks like. And, and, and then as soon as I saw the picture, I thought, that's what they think. They got God. See all those little people they think they got him? Got his hair pinned, got him t- pinned down. Now, I know that isn't God, guys. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what I saw. And so about that time, Sue O'Brien said, Have, did you hear the prophecy of Tommy Hicks? In 1951, I said, or 19, yeah, it was from 1961. She said, "Do you know Tommy Hicks?" I said, "No." She said, "Well, Copeland has it on his on his channel, and it's a prophecy that in the last days, the giant, he had a vision of a giant that would rise up, and it was the church. It was the church." So if we're believing that God's going to intervene, guess who that's going to involve? Us. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, I believe it. I mean, I wasn't even thinking about a giant. I saw a giant, but I have believed in my heart. God said to Samuel when the people won the king, he said, don't get offended. He didn't say those words, but don't get offended. It's not about you. They're, it doesn't matter what they're thinking about you. It's me. That they have come against. And so I'll give them a king. I want to tell you, God cares about government. He cares about everything that's going on in this nation. We are not separate from the government. We have Christians in the government. Those are our brothers and sisters. So we are not separate. We are one people. We are one human race. And so we have a right to say enough. We are not devil, we are not giving you the United States of America. And that's who you need to make your fight toward. We got to break the barrier of this thing. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Let's stand. Father, I thank you for your word today. And I thank you that it's true. I thank you, Lord, that um, we need to begin to pray and believe. That the things that you've said and the things that you've prophesied, or you've spoken to prophets that have prophesied those things, and we need to learn from the mistakes. It even says that in the New Covenant, learn from the mistakes of those in the Old Covenant who who didn't didn't give God uh, their trust, didn't give God their support, didn't believe, they didn't believe. And Lord, we are not like that. We are Your church, and we do believe. And today, I pray for the United States of America. I thank you that we live in a nation that is free because it belongs to you. It, it has the greatest freedom of other nations, of any nation, of any nation, because we have been not only set free by the Spirit of God spiritually, but we have been appointed to this nation for such a time as this. I pray for every person in this church that they will experience freedom in their home. I pray that you will experience freedom of being able to do what God's called you to do in your home, in your jobs, where God has placed you. And I pray that you will have a voice in these last days to begin to pray and to speak the truth of the word of God because the giant is not greater in this promised land than those of us who live here in it. In Jesus' name, we have the victory. We are more than overcomers. Now, I want to pray today for anybody in any home where there are some barriers that you know are uh, that you're fighting against in your home, in your family. It may not be in your house, but in your family. I want to pray today. Would you lift your hand? Uh, Roberta, I believe you're going to see a breakthrough with your family. You have been so faithful to pray every week, every single week. You send a prayer request through for all your children. I mean, I know Angel. I mean, I know these kids because you've put their names on there. And I pray for families in this church, in Jesus' name, that these barriers of of things that are against you, even speaking in your family, even seeing that the situations be changed, I bind them in the name of Jesus. I take authority over those barriers right now. I thank you, Father. Give them wisdom and revelation knowledge in Jesus to know what to say, what to pray, what to do in these situations, because we are raising up uh, families, I believe in this nation, who work together for God, who support God together, who walk with God together, who come to the house of God together, and they're not left behind. They will not be left behind in Jesus' name. They will fulfill their divine destiny, the call of God on their life, and they will see they will see Jesus face to face one day, but when they see him, there will be no regrets. They will know, they will know that they have walked with God, and they will hear the voice of God. Lord, supernaturally, supernaturally intervene in these families. Bring bring uh, the, the word of God into their lives in such a way that they will not be able to run from it anymore. In Jesus' name, they are coming from the north the south, the east, and the west. In Jesus' name, we believe it. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Everybody turn that direction. I think that's east. Put your hands that direction. And let's say this, Father, thank you for the harvest of my family from the east. They are coming in. Those that are lost from your family, I call them in, in Jesus' name. They will not be lost. In Jesus' name, now turn to the south. That's toward the back wall. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you from the south. They are running in, they are running back. They are coming in, in Jesus' name. We break down barriers, we tear down the barriers that have got them blinded, in Jesus' name. And we call them back, we call them back to you, Jesus, They have to come back to Jesus before they may even come back to you, but they have to come back to Jesus. We thank you that they will come back in Jesus' name. We point to the West in Jesus' name. We speak to all of those lost, unsaved, but especially our family members in Jesus' name. We call them in, we call them in. Isaiah 60 says they're gonna come from the North, the South, the East and West. They're gonna come back, they're gonna come back in Jesus' name and that's the report we believe. That's the report we believe. Let's turn toward the north. In Jesus' name, we speak to the north. Give them up. Give them up. In Jesus' name, we command you to give them up. In the name of Jesus, we command you to loose them. They are coming home. They are coming home. They are coming home. Their eyes are being opened, and they are running. They are running, running, running back to you, Jesus, because they know that that is the way. All of our family members are going with us. When that trumpet sounds, they will be walking with God. And everybody who believed that said, amen. Amen. If you're watching online or anybody here today, if you don't know Jesus, there's no time like today. Believe me, this is not a time to not know. Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray. If that's you out there, we're all going to make this confession. The Bible says if you believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth, you have it. So let's and what you have is life and life more abundantly forever. Let's say this, Father. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that you you died for me, Jesus. Because you loved us. You love me. And I ask you to receive me just the way I am, but change me. Forgive my sins. Give me your life in exchange for the life I've lived. Peace, joy, total well-being. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Give God praise. Go and be blessed. God loves you, but make this confession. I am here on purpose, and I am steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And my labor is not in vain. I am here for such a time as this. Amen. Go and be blessed. Amen.